0: You're listening to the Sunday Session podcast with Francesca Rutkin from NewsTalk ZB. All
1: right, time for the panel here on the Sunday Session. Joining me this morning, we have got political commentator and director at Capital NZ, Ben Thomas. Happy Easter, Ben.
0: Morning, Happy Easter.
1: And also joining us is editor and commentator Joe McCarroll. How are you, Joe? Oh, full of the goodness of Easter for chocolate and hot cross buns. <laughs> Fantastic. Good to hear, guys. Thank you both for being with us uh, on Easter Sunday. Um, Sir Roger Douglas has uh, been quite outspoken in a podcast, definitely worth a listen uh, to um, to it. He told the Money Talks podcast, we were faced with, the, this is he's talking about when he was in power, guys. We were faced, a minister in cabinet, we were faced with a problem, we needed to fix it. Had I been tribal in the sense of Labour right or wrong, I don't think we would have necessarily done it. Cabinet was a real mixture of people who decided that they were going to do the right thing. And if they lost, so be it. But they were going to do what they thought was right. I don't think we have that anymore. And he continues to say the problem is that the politicians of today, they want to help themselves. So they poll in order to know what to say, and it's disgusting. Ben, if I can come to you first, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's the case?
0: Yeah, look, certainly. Uh, Governments come to power uh, with a manifesto, with policies that they want to implement, Uh, but by and large, those will have all, you know, those major policies say tax cuts, working for families will have been pretty heavily focus grouped before an election campaign um, and, and look, you know, you, you do see things, I mean the, the latest bond, you know, policy bonfire uh, is, is the latest sort of proof of what Sir Roger is saying, uh, where things which apparently were extremely important to the Labour government uh, you know, anywhere up to anywhere as recently as sort of three months ago are now seen as sort of deadwood or distractions so you know reforms to hate speech laws um, and uh, you know, so he's I mean, he's certainly tr- correct in that respect. On the other hand, if Sir Roger is saying that anyone who is sort of less committed to radical change than him has failed, he's setting a pretty high bar. because
1: mm, mm. uh, Joe, I put it to Carmel zepollone this morning and and she she very much disagreed and, uh, with his comments. As you'd
2: expect? He, well, I mean, she would, wouldn't she? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's a legitimate point that Hipkins is just throwing policy under the bus to get that third term. And, you know, you wonder if, you know, it's not to defend any of those particular policies, but if you're not planning on doing that, what are you planning on doing, you know? Um, But, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's a Labor problem. I mean, I think, the you know, the machine of politics has become so slick. I mean, the other day, I can't remember who was um, being interviewed, but... um, you know i thought this is so rehearsed and so much hitting your talking points chat gpt could step in you know it it just feels um it just feels inauthentic
0: in in terms of major reform Uh, you know, there has to be remembered that the major reforms of the 80s that Douglas brought in, which you know he says, and I tend to agree with him, were necessary at the time. They weren't what Labour ran on and then they were succeeded by a national government which ran on restoring the decent society uh, and had to reverse a lot of its promises as well when it found the state of finances that Labour had left at. Um, And it was actually a reaction to those two governments that sort of led to MMP and a real kind of handbrake on what government governments could do in terms of having absolute power. Mm. So, you know, this incrementalism is actually something that the electorate has wanted over the years. Um, At the same time, you know, look, give credit where it's due. And look, as a disclaimer, I've got clients in this space, but... If you look at something like the Three Waters reform, you, you would never accuse the Labor government of populism in pursuing <laughs> that as far as it has. I mean, that's one of the least popular policies I've ever seen. But it is, but it is important reform to change the you know the, these assets that are very poorly invested and in, very poorly managed. This was a, this was a major reform that they have pursued. So, but. You know, Douglas is right that actually the faster you do these reforms and the faster you bid them, and the more permanent they are. Um, Ardern, I think, was wrong. She, she said incrementalism helps people get used to it and it makes these reforms sustainable. I actually think it makes it easier for subsequent governments to repeal it.
1: And I, the reason I sort of brought this up this morning is because I just feel that heading into this election, people don't have a frustrated. They don't have the same patience. They don't want to have to listen to the same rhetoric over and over again. They actually want a little bit of, they want some honesty on the table. And I. You You even had, you know, when when Labour announced, um, when the Prime Minister and the Minister of Transport announced the second harbour crossing in Auckland, you had the Auckland mayor coming out and going, it's electioneering. You know, I mean, we're all just a bit, I don't know, Ben, I, I feel like people are just a little bit over it. And they kind of want to hear something that rings true, has a sense of authenticity to it, I suppose.
0: And and I think that that's actually not necessarily inconsistent with this idea of sort of small targets and Mm. small ambition. I I think that, you know, the Ardern age, which did promise big, remember before the Auckland Harbour crossing, the second Auckland Harbour crossing, we were promised light rail, which would be in place to Mount Roskill by 2021. We were promised, uh, you know, 100,000 Kiwi built homes, and 30,000 of them, I think, would have been done by now, or 50,000 or something like that. Um, and, And the government failed to deliver completely on that. And you look at these reforms, the big reforms of the health sector, Te pukenga, I wouldn't necessarily put those in the same category as Three Waters in the sense that it's not really clear what those reforms are trying to do. Um, you know, just sort of changing the wiring diagram of organisational structure as opposed to changing anything on the ground. And I think what's that, what that's led to, um, you know, especially when you combine it with the big talk of, you know, we, Winston Peters was saying we're going to reverse capitalism or something like that, and or well, neoliberalism, but Well, you know, you sense that people have got fatigue with these big promises and what they really want is somebody to help them buy groceries.
1: So totally. Yeah, they just want that hip hip replaced. Joe, we had Christopher Luxon and Carmel Sipeloni on the show this morning talking about the next six months. We're in for a very tight race. What do they need to do to cut through, do you think?
2: Oh, well, I'll tell you what I don't think they need to do. For me, this is my vote, which is up for grabs. I am not interested in hearing what any politician thinks of any other party. I don't care if someone messages the wrong chat group. I don't care if they make a faux pas in a leaving speech. I don't care if they send a you know inappropriate pic via text message. I just... I mean... It just feels like that's all I hear from politicians, is them talking about the scandals on the other side while ignoring the like deafening rattle of skeletons in their own closet because there's scandals on all sides. I'm just not interested in that. I'm not interested in them blaming the other party, which I think both um, Cipollone and Luxon did this morning. They talked about the failures of the previous government or the current government. I'm interested in hearing what they are going to do, and in particular, I'm interested in hearing how they're going to address... Issues around inequality and equity of access
1: um, to those real key pillars like education, healthcare, and safe and stable housing. And you're absolutely right. This morning, the feedback, you know, and regardless of whether there's truth in it or, or not, when it comes to pointing the finger or blaming the previous government, and this is for, for both sides, there is no appetite being for that excuse anymore. People just do not want to hear it. They're going ahead five and a half years. That's not good enough. That's not a good enough um, explanation as to why we're where
0: we're at. yeah, that's right. I think Toby Manhire at the spin spinoff um, tried to kind of numerically calculate it at what point during a government's term they they could no <laughs> longer say <laughs> that, you know, this is the fault of the previous oh. government. I think he came up with about four and a half years, so it's, um, but,
1: but the feedback that, this morning the f- was Undeniably, that's mostly what it was. It was just would not stop for two hours. The text machine, and it was basically I, picking up on on that. Just not interested in the blame game. It's not. It's just not enough anymore.
0: I think with the two major parties really narrowing in on what the, what they're focusing on, you know, uh, Chris Hopkins has sort of thrown enough policies overboard that while there are still very significant differences between national and Labour, where they're really hitting this election is talking about cost of living. And so what it's going to come down to, I think, is credibility. Who Who can actually credibly say that they're going to introduce measures that are going to help. And, you know, look, that's not easy. You know, the economy is very complex. Um, you know, people believe right now, you know, as soon as he became prime minister, people believed that Chris Hipkins could deliver this. Um, and you saw that in the spike in his approval ratings, his preferred po- Prime Minister rating, and he's actually got a bit of a harder task than uh, Christopher Luxon because he's actually got the, the first first go to prove himself over the next six months with the budget. So that's an opportunity for him, but it's also a risk that people think, "Well, in six months has gone by, and I don't feel any better off."
1: Mm. Joe, have um, you been indulging in? You did mention the hot cross bun and the old Easter egg at the yes. beginning of the show. You've got a, a single fave? hot
2: cross bun. Um, yes, I do. Actually, I even
1: have a sound effect. That's the,
2: the little bell on a you're little not, chocolate rabbit.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say, you're not shaking the cat, are you, or something? No. Okay. <laughs>
2: no, I, I've eaten um, a half a small um, marshmallow rabbit um, from the um, chocolate company Bohemian, and I have this. Oh, little your flash. rabbit. Oh, your favourite. There's
1: chocolate rabbits still to go. How about yeah? Um, how about you, that's pr- um, Francesca and Ben? That's pretty impressive. What about <laughs> you, Ben?
0: Um, I the I, the only Easter eggs I've had were um, some marshmallow eggs. Um, like producer Kerry, I I too mourn the loss of the the fully oval ones. Um, <laughs> oh
1: God, has she has she been going on to you about that? There isn't anybody that's come into contact with my gorgeous producer Kerry in the last few days. It hasn't had to hear about the demise of the. Marshmallow, the original marshmallow
0: I, like I, I, I think it's a reasonable complaint. Um, okay. You know, because I, I don't feel like I'm eating an Easter egg. I feel like I'm eating a delicious marshmallow treat of some sort, but uh, it, it doesn't quite take me back to childhood.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Would a hot cross bun help?
0: Uh, I've got, got got a couple in, in the very, very uh, faulty oven where I'm staying right now. So. <laughs> okay.
1: Best of luck with those. Enjoy those treats, guys, and thanks so much for being with us today. Do appreciate it on Easter Sunday. That was Ben Thomas and Joe McCarroll on the panel this morning.
0: For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rodkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.